want to talk about how like I was popping off yesterday in Valorant. <laughs> Yo, I I'm not kidding. I legitimately think that anybody who's played CS:GO before like loads into games with people who have never played CS:GO and then those you just like shit on kids because like I I the same thing happened to me. Dude, my second no, not my second game. One in No, actually, yeah, my second game playing, I got an ace. <laughs> I'm pistol round. I was like, "Bro, what is this game?" Like <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like and granted, I was never good at CS:GO. Me either. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but I feel like the majority of players on Valorant are genuinely like new to like that kind of game style. Yeah. So I just feel really good about it. I don't know. Yeah, anyway. no, it's literally same. So, but anyway, it's fun, right? Welcome to the first episode ever of Twaddle Tech by Twaddlecast, our podcast. Uh, my name is Randall. Hey, I'm JC. Uh, so today we've got a plethora of to- topics to talk about. Um, we're gonna. I'm gonna talk about uh, Samsung's Unpacked event that's happening next month. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, JC, what are you gonna talk about today? Um, well, uh, you know, I'm a I'm a big hardware nerd, so I've been really really pumped about um, the new RTX 3000 series. I'm also really excited to see how AMD responds because they killed Intel this year. Um, or last year, um, and I'm really excited to see if they have a strong response to, to NVIDIA, because they've just been kind of leading the high-end graphics market for a long time, so mm. I think it'll be cool for, for AMD to kind of, you know, finally put out a high-end card that competes, but we'll get more into it later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we're both going to be talking about uh, a big announcement that's been kind of the talk of uh, of the tech world lately, which is uh, Apple announcing their, uh, their own Apple-made silicon uh, transitioning into the Mac. So, Ooh, yeah. lots of really cool Arm. stuff to talk about. Arm. I wonder what they're going to call it, but we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about that when we get into it. So, uh, I guess we're going to start out by just talking about Samsung Unpacked. So, the the last event that Samsung had was the, ga- Sam- I think they call it Galaxy Unpacked. And that was back in February. Okay. That was pre, uh, pre-world pre closing down due to pandemics. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's the highlight of the year. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh but that's where they announced galaxy s20 galaxy s20 plus galaxy s20 ultra those were like the main highlights they also introduced a new foldable smartphone the galaxy z flip that folds mm. kind of like a like a traditional flip phone at that event um which is pretty cool uh yeah. and then i'm trying to think about like put my head back into that event space i feel like that was a majority of what they Majority of what I cared yeah. that they were talking about, at least. The biggest so, thing I got out of uh, out of that was S twenty with that one hundred plus times zoom camera. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's like one of those things that's a very gimmicky. But mm-hmm. when you see it, you're like, oh, that's so cool. I yeah, need but, that. And then you yeah. get it, and you're like, maybe I zoomed in a hundred times once or twice just to test it out, and I've never used that feature again. <laughs> but I feel like yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, feel- I like it because it, it shows, like, the potential of micro camera devices, you know? Like, think, like, I, it just makes me think of, like, like telescopes, you know? Like, being able to, like, like, what if you could just carry around, like, a little portable handheld telescope, you know? Like, yeah. I feel like that's, like, the next step, almost. Yeah, it definitely um, shows the potential of the technology. Yeah. Um, but I also think, at the same time, like, one thing that Samsung's always good at is 
th- putting in a feature into a phone that they think that customers will like, and then customers think that they're going to like it, and then they'll never put it in a phone again. <laughs> yeah, they do that. One. Like they'll just they'll just like go away from it, like the waterfall displays that they were doing and stuff like that, like the edge <laughs> displays and. Uh, but anyway, you know, it's, 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 it's learning, right? You gotta, you gotta learn from, from what you do and, and grow from it. Well, so. yeah. And, and, and that in contrast to Apple is they're like kind of willing to go way out of the box design wise, but they're also not afraid to like go back on it, you know? So if they're like, oh, okay, that didn't work as well as we thought, we'll just change it back, you know? I yeah. Think that's a, that's a, that's a good big win from them. Yeah. I think they're, they're, they're just willing to take more risks and not think as much about the risks that they take. Yeah. Which is cool because, again, in technology, you can see some really crazy random things that, that come out of it. Oh, yeah. um, but so, with talking about Galaxy, uh, or the Samsung Unpacked that's coming out uh, this month, or this next month, should I say, uh, there are some major things. So, first off, the, the big talk that everybody uh, is talking about for, or the big rumor that everybody's talking about for this Samsung Unpacked event in August is the Galaxy Note 20. Uh, so the, oh, yeah. the, the galaxy, like the note series has always been a really popular series for Samsung. Um, even though the whole like rip, <laughs> rip note seven battery issue. Um, <laughs> that was just sad. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, it's always been their biggest phone. Right. Uh, but the thing that was interesting this year was that the galaxy S 20 ultra has the biggest display that they've ever put on a, on a wow. smartphone. So as of right now, the Galaxy S20 Ultra has the biggest display, which is really interesting because with their Note series, they like they've always you know bragged about how that one's the biggest display. So what are they gonna do with this, right? Oh my God, do you think they're gonna make it a flip? Oh, I didn't, I didn't even think about that. Hold on, wait a minute. Because then they could they could literally make like the Note in flip form, the size of the S20 Ultra, and then it like flips into like a mini tablet. Yeah, it's like oh, it's a 6.9 inch display. Psych, it's a oh 13 God. inch display would, now. Yeah, dude. Because I was talking like I was thinking like I'm excited to see what they do with the S Pen, but like imagine the S Pen on like a giant display like that. That would be awesome. Now would the It'd S Pen be, so be like that. Apple Pencil size in that scenario then? Maybe yeah. That. Hmm. Hmm. but last year last uh last august they did something unique with the with the galaxy note series in the where they had the galaxy note and the galaxy or the galaxy note 10 should i say and the galaxy note 10 plus so they had two different note 10 models uh or like with two different screen sizes and so people are wondering this year if it's going to be galaxy note 20 galaxy note 20 plus mm. and galaxy note 20 ultra Ooh, yeah Ooh. but then it, i feel like the note 20 ultra like if they don't go foldable on it if they do the galaxy note 20 ultra i feel like that's gonna be like a 7.2 inch display like i feel like it's gonna be some massive massive display yeah how would you like make that practical though like well here's the know, thing so like i don't care like the on the galaxy s20 plus the Galaxy S20 Plus has a 6.7 inch display and it's like it's just about the same size as the iPhone like 11 Pro Max. It's just a little bit taller, a little bit taller, but it's thinner. So it's easy to hold and it's it's not really easy to to use one-handed, but it's definitely easy to hold. Um, I'm a one-hand phone guy, so like it's just a bias I have, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I've always been a fan of big like big phones, but lately I'm like I really miss having like a smaller phone. I don't know. I using like my time with the iPhone XS Max. Um, I liked the display, but like it 
made my like pinky cramp up because I was like mm-hmm. putting so much weight on it to like hold the phone and then like reaching to the top corner all the time. So like I don't know. I mean, just personally, I I'd have a I'd it'd be a hard sell to get me back to like bigger phones. You know? Yeah, get the like the hashtag buff pinkies out of here. <laughs> hashtag buff pinky game lifting more weight with my pinky than my entire left hand yeah if, <laughs> if you if, if they end up coming out with a note 20 ultra uh then you will definitely have the buffest of pinkies and that'll be <laughs> a-okay um but so another rumor that's compelling about the the galaxy note 20 is that they're gonna have a copper finish on 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 one of the note 20s uh or like a Ooh. finish will be actually an option and I'm looking at an image now. I'll, I'll add this uh, this link to the show notes, the, the link that I'm looking at right now on my phone. Uh, so if you guys wanted to, to click on that link as well uh, and see. It actually, do, like, at first when I, I hear, like, oh, a copper phone, I'm like, I think <laughs> I think of, like, a penny. I'm like, oh, that'll, like, look ugly. Um, but I'm looking at it in this, in, in this image here, and I'll, I'll text it to you real quick so you can see what I'm looking at here. Is it kind of similar to, like, the gold Apple Watch stainless steel? Yes and no. It's it's got the same shine to it, but it's a very different tone. Okay. Uh, like color tone, but it looks really clean actually. I just texted you at... the, uh, the link. Oh, okay, cool. I was uh, looking up. Oh yeah, you know what? That's <laughs> I looked it up online and found found the exact the same exact link same link that, that I went on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that looks sweet. Yeah, I think it actually looks really cool. And the S Pen in this image, oh, at wow. least, it looks a little bit longer than uh, than it has been in previous years. Now I've never, granted, I've never had a note, uh, in, in any of the note series, so I've never had a smartphone with a stylus before. But at the same time, I've never wanted a smartphone with a stylus, so I Not don't know. Not lie, me either. But a lot of people really, really swear by it and love it. Yeah, there's and there's some cool stuff you can do with the S Pen. Like one thing I I think one of the coolest innovations they added was that button, um, because like. I don't know if you saw, but, like, there's a functionality with it where you can, like, use it as, like, a remote for your camera. Yeah, you can use it as, like, a, the shutter yeah. for your camera. That, it's I so think, cool. is really cool. That, I feel like I would actually take advantage of because, you know, oh, yeah. you're, you're out, like, with a friend or, or a significant other or whatever, and you're like, oh, we should take a photo. But you don't want it to look like a selfie. So, hashtag anti-selfie gang. Uh, no, there's nothing wrong with selfies. But you don't want it to look like a selfie. You're like, let's try to get like a full body shot. And since there's not ultra-wide selfies really out there, there are wide selfies now, but not ultra-wide selfies. Uh, shout out to whatever tech company decides to <laughs> throw that into a phone first, the ultra-wide selfie. Um, but yeah, so you like prop it up against something, and then you got to use the timer feature and hope that you get to like the right position in time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like it'd be so handy to have... That would be a u- a genuine use that I would use for the S Pen. Oh yeah, I would use that like every day probably. Like that that's that's why I like I'm more excited now about the Note than I was before. Um, like when the Note was first announced, I I honestly was like that's pretty stupid. I I would never use a stylus on a phone. Like why why would they do that? But it's come a really long way, which is why I'm so excited to see what they're gonna do with it yeah. this year. You know, I, I think I think they can take it somewhere pretty cool, but. It also has the potential to like not be that exciting, you know. So like, I don't know. I think it'll be cool. And I, I I would be interested to like actually have one and like see if I would use the like the S Pen a lot. Like if I would take advantage of the S Pen because yeah. I, I I don't I don't have the worst handwriting in the world, but in this in like in modern world twenty twenty, I feel like I do more typing than I do writing, and so I don't know. I feel like I don't need 
to like handwrite things anymore but i feel like there are a lot of different use cases that i could take advantage of with that but they yeah so have, um they have like uh writing to text right or no i th i think that i actually don't know okay that's yeah because um like that that's pretty cool but one thing i was thinking about a little while ago like um I don't know if you keep journals or anything. I, I don't, but I was thinking about keeping like a journal just for like mental health. Um, but like, I was like, okay, I'll just put a journal on my phone. And then like, I start typing and I'm like, this just feels like weird. Like, and there's like studies. I don't know them off the top of my head. If you guys want me to, to check my sources, I totally can provide that for you in the show notes, but I've definitely seen studies that say like actually writing physically like helps with like cognitive memory so like if you write if you like type something out to remember later you'll remember it better if you actually physically write it out so and and like i was thinking with like a like a journal i was trying to type on my phone and it just like felt weird you know typing out my thoughts um i don't know if that's just me but i can see instances where like actually physically writing it could be beneficial but you know, as a daily driver, I, you're right. Like, I don't know how much I would realistically use it, but I'd be, I'd be, you know, excited to try it. No, but that's, that is really interesting. Cause I, I do feel like when you're handwriting something that you're able to like display emotion better. And so like, you know, using my Apple pencil on my iPad, I feel a lot like, I, even though I don't really like my handwriting too much, I feel a lot better writing something out like that versus typing it out because I, I feel like I'm able to like, I don't know. I feel like I'm able to like write out my emotion instead of just type it out right like it's hard to explain but there's like definitely a noticeable difference between physically writing something and typing it yeah even though like really the words don't change it's just like it's it's got to just be like um like a physiological reaction to like to that motor skill i don't know <laughs> yeah so i mean and this is maybe they can take the they can take like a a marketing standpoint as far as like talking about mental health with s pen even like, oh yeah it, i mean yeah i mean i don't know idea. how like I think that like would from like a PR perspective, I think that would play really well. But like I don't know how active in the mental health community Samsung is. Like I've never seen like, you know, them really talk about it. Yeah. That's a Which, you know, I don't I don't know what the reasoning for that would be, but Yeah, know, I feel like that's something that, that companies try to like shy away from, but I also I at the same time I feel like that's a I feel like that's a, uh I wouldn't say an issue, but uh, a topic that a lot of tech companies can take, uh, not take advantage of, but uh, shine light on. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would kind of expect that thing from like, from like Apple. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or even, would... even Google surprise, like, yeah. and I, like as, as surprised as I am to say that, but they'd be like, Hey, you know, we were, we were uh, listening in on your, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> we were listening on your conversation. With yourself. Hey, so we noticed you might be depressed. Oh God. <laughs> oh God. Um, okay, so moving on. Uh, so the Note 20 is going to be probably the talk of, of Unpacked 2020, um, which is August 5th, by the way. I didn't, I didn't remember the exact date. It's August 5th. Um, but some other things that are, are rumored are as a, uh, a new uh, Galaxy Z Flip, um, 
with a, like with actually 5G compatibility because right now the Z Flip that they release does not have 5G compatibility. And they also didn't even release it with the latest uh, Snapdragon 865 that the S20 models got, which I, which I found surprising because it's a more expensive wow. phone than the S20 models. Um, so hopefully they would also like bump up the processor to uh, the 865. Um, I don't know. I I really like the Z Flip. I think it's a I think it's a really cool phone. I haven't had the chance to like actually hold one or play with one. Um, the only thing that bothers me though with the price point of that current Z Flip is you know knowing that I could have gotten a, a cheaper phone with a faster processor. Yeah, I forgot like off the top weird. of my head. I gotta look and see what the what the processor is in the in the uh, Galaxy Z Flip. How much is it again? Galaxy Z Flip processor doesn't the z flip start at like a thousand like yeah so something? it has it has the sam uh, or the snapdragon 855 plus which is the same processor that the google pixel 4 has right now mm-hmm. but the fact that there's the 865 out there i'm just like come on uh the galaxy z flip right now i'm, I'm on their website buying it right now full price starts at 1380 dollars. yeah that's just like I get, you know what? I think it's probably just because it's like the first of its kind. Well, right, a hundred percent. It's the tech. It's the it's the yeah. other technology that you're looking at. But I, but at the same time, I feel like they could have thrown a, a Snapdragon eight sixty five in there and been yeah you know, perfectly fine. It's a little um, like it's a little bit like I don't want to be like too you know too much. I don't want to give too much of a hot take, but like. I feel like it's a little disrespectful to like the, the consumers. It's like, yeah, you'll yeah. order a cheap, a cheaper processor. Like, yeah, just because the technology is cool. It's like, no, I won't. <laughs> you know, right? Because the Galaxy S twenty, <laughs> the Galaxy S twenty that has five G networking, and the Snapdragon eight sixty five starts at a thousand dollars. So yeah, you can so save three hundred eighty bucks before well, tax. Should, yeah, just pay an extra four hundred dollars so it'll flip like it's too gimmicky like i I don't see an actual like benefit that is worth four hundred dollars you know extra yeah and as cool as as cool as folding phones are i personally feel like and and granted i haven't had a folding phone uh at least not yet so uh this is a a i guess an unbiased answer though but i feel like uh i would i would not enjoy the crease in the in the glass like on the screen yeah, how bad is that? Because like I also haven't owned a uh, owned a flip phone, and I've always been curious as to like how how much the crease like affects like once it's you know folded fully flat. Because like that's probably the only way I would use it. Like I'm on Samsung's website right now, and like one of like the things it's using to showcase it is like it folded half in their hand, and I don't know if they like if they're like with that picture saying like hey this is how you can use it or if they're just kind of showcasing the fold no but... that's a, that is actually a use case that you can use with the z flip see like i would never do that <laughs> like i just i would always only i would only you know like i haven't used it granted but like i feel like the way i use my phone I, like i would only either have it fully out, folded out or fully folded closed you know like yeah i would never do halfway like that yeah and you're right that crease would just be weird like I don't know. Yeah, I so I don't know. I I've seen videos of people. Some people have said that it's not too drastic, but uh, I feel like it's something that would eventually bother me. because like you scroll, you scroll on a smart screen. You know what I mean, or like on a smartphone screen. Yeah, 
So you you'd like be it. rubbing your finger over a crease in your in your screen, and I feel like I don't know. I also feel like that that potentially uh, you know uh, ruins the integrity of the device. And they don't they don't make the they're not water resistant. The any of the oh. foldable phones right now are not water resistant because of how the mm-hmm. like the display folds. So you're spending that much money on a phone that's also yeah. not water resistant. I don't know. I guess this yeah, is my hot take on like, foldables. I don't know. I, okay, like. I don't have anything against Samsung. Like, I am an iPhone user, but, like, I don't... I'll, oh, man, I'm going to lose so many points just because I said that. <laughs> but um, I, I, I'm, I don't have anything against Samsung. Like, we were just talking about how cool the note, the new Note's going to be, you know? But yeah. it's just, like I, feel like, I feel like what they're doing right now is exactly what we talked about, you know, with, with um, everything else that they've been doing. Like, they're just trying so hard to implement this folding feature into their phones that, like, they think everyone's going to love. I would not be surprised if they don't do this again. Like if they, like, you know, like I would be, su- I wouldn't be surprised if they like come out with a new Z Flip and then like stop making folding phones for a while. Only because I feel like a lot of people have been saying this, and I agree. I don't think the technology is quite there yet. Yeah, I think it's, that like, I think that they're, you know, it's it's a really cool idea. Um, but you're hundred percent right. I don't think that the, that the technology is there yet. And so I think it's going to be something that's going to like, you know, slowly pitter off like the next like year or two. I, the way I see it kind of like right now, I feel, I feel like I kind of see it like the curved television screen, you know, like everybody was talking about it. And I think that right as of right now, I think Samsung is the only one that still makes curved TVs. If, if, Mm -hmm. if at all. Now, curved monitors still exist, and, and those I can understand because that's, you know, mo- when you're on a monitor, it's a very intimate setting. You know, it's just you on yeah, a monitor. Yeah, you're right next to it, yeah. But when you're watching TV, it's 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 not really, you know, it's typically you and somebody else, whether it's one person or yeah. three people or a whole family or whatever, you know, so. Yeah, well, and the funny thing about the curved TVs is, like, the whole the whole thing with them was that, like, you can sit at any angle and the viewing angle is the same. But it wasn't but like, but it but yeah exactly one it wasn't, and like it the other side because like okay yeah the like let's say you're sitting on the right of the TV like sure the left side is the right angle but now the right side is curved so like that's off you know it's like yeah and like the heating process yeah. that would that they would use for the glass like created some crazy glare so if there if there was the slightest mm. bit of sunlight in your in your family room or in your whatever room you were watching this curved TV oh. in. Oh, you uh, mean, game over. <laughs> yeah, you mean you mean the room with the most sunlight in your home? <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Yeah, the room with all of the windows. What? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, if you do have a curved TV out there, then I hope that you put it in your basement uh, with yeah. you know very dark, your man dark rooms. I pray for you. So, but yeah, and then the then the other rumors is that they're gonna have a new Galaxy Fold. Um, so the you know okay. the one that looks like a, a tablet. Um, yeah. I haven't heard too much about that rumor. I just hope that they get rid of that uh, that big like camera, that big selfie camera like dent on the on the right oh, uh, yeah, side of the so screen. Ugly. I feel like it's super ugly. Uh, but there hasn't been really much rumors about that. And then another rumor is that they're gonna have a Galaxy Watch Three. Finally, I feel like they've had the Galaxy yeah. Watch Two out for like three years, four years <laughs> at this point. Uh, so they'll be finally upgrading that to see what they could do with that because apple watch has just kind of been in a league of its own for so long yeah that like apple's just been pricing it at whatever they want because they're like okay well no one's competing with us right right why not um so 
just like how I was talking about, you know, AMD p potentially offering some competition to NVIDIA, I, I, you know, that could be a big thing too, depending on how well it goes. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's all I've got on the, on the Samsung unpacked topic. Again, that's on August 5th. So we'll probably, uh, you know, address, you know, or talk about Samsung unpacked again after the event to, uh, to see uh, if we were surprised or shocked by anything that they, uh, that they unveil. Yeah. So. But uh, JC, I'm gonna hand it off to you. You can start, you know, surprising me with uh, some mm -hmm. some computer stuff. Yeah. So um, the thing is, so okay, I'm super excited for for RTX 3000 series. I'm really really excited for big nappy whatever that's gonna be. Um, I don't have a ton of solid info. We could go into like leaked specs and everything, but like the specs are like one thing but it's different once you actually start benchmarking stuff you know like the performance isn't always equal to like the just hard stats so a lot of stats have been leaked but for the most part i try to stay away from leaks and i only you know i i, don't know, I pick and choose the the leaks that i i think sound most credible but That's for right cool. now let's just start with what we like 100 percent you know no um which is basically nothing. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, no, but what we, what we do know is that every two years, NVIDIA comes out with a new line of cards, and we're, we're nearing that mark. So a lot of people think it's coming this year. Personally, I think it would make more sense if it came next year. Um, but um, what's interesting, specifically about Big Navi, is that the, the new consoles are coming out this, this Christmas. But... You know they all have amd graphics in them so like it's it's gonna be interesting for me to see like what amd comes out with um because it's like almost gonna like make the new consoles immediately obsolete anyway um huh. so there have been some leaks of stats um for the new cards and they they kind of were and they're from credible sources so you know you could you can take them with a grain of salt if you want to but like it's probably at least pretty credible. Um, so there's some stats for three of the highest end cards. The top or the bottom one that they announced, which people think is going to be the new 3080, uh, has 10 gigs of VRAM. Um, the one they think might be the TI, the 2080 TI, has, I believe, um, 18, if I remember correctly. Let me look that up. I, um, it, it's either 18 or 14. And then the highest end one has 24 gigs of VRAM. So everybody thinks that's going to be the Titan. That's, There's also a lot of, sorry. No, yeah, that's, that's an, ins an insane amount of RAM that's dedicated to yeah. anything graphics related. It's nuts. It's like absolutely insane. That's like currently like, <laughs> that's like iMac pro level, uh, yeah. Mac pro level dedicated VRAM. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Um, so uh one thing that's kind of crazy is um another leak happened um that is a, like a benchmark like an actual benchmark not just stats an actual benchmark of one of those three cards now we, we don't know exactly like which card it is it could be a 2080 it could be the 20 or sorry 3080 3080 ti you know titan rtx version 2 whatever whatever they decide to call their new cards but this benchmark leaked and it absolutely destroyed the Founders Edition. Like, there was, like, a 35% increase in performance um, over the 2080 Ti, the Founders Edition one. And it beat a lot of the reference cards, too. Like, even the um, 
there's a really good uh, Zotac um, reference card that is like kind of the one everybody buys because um, it's really good price to performance. And it even beat the, that, which is like a very high performing 2080 Ti. So, you know, depending on which card it is, I mean, it's a pretty crazy performance jump, you know, from one generation to the next. Um, I am like a hopeful speculist, so I kind of hope that it's uh, I kind of hope it's the twenty, the thirty eighty. <laughs> um, but I doubt it. I, I bet it's probably the thirty eighty Ti that gets that increase. But speaking of super high end graphics cards, we also have another leak that was actually sourced from the code of macOS Big Sur Oof. that references new Navi cards. Um, and uh, there's a lot of rumors floating around that AMD is going to be calling their new high-end graphics cards Big Navi. Um, and just how we were kind of referencing, you know, uh, the, the Samsung watch maybe giving Apple some competition, I really, really hope AMD can give NVIDIA some competition in the high-end graphics cards market because I, I struggle to find an example of a more dominant company than NVIDIA because they've just for like since the beginning of time, nobody has been able to touch them with high-end graphics cards. Like it's not even a contest. Yeah. You know, like AMD got sorta close with like the Vega sixty four and like the right you know, the um um oh man, what was it? It was the I'm completely blanking. Whatever. Um the, the, any card I say isn't even gonna come close to like NVIDIA's cards. Like that's you know kind of the point, but I, you know, a lot of people are really hype about Big Navi because AMD was so dominant this year in terms of their processors. I really hope AMD does well, just just because it's good for the consumer, you know, to get some competition in there. Yeah. Now, yeah. this is a hot take, uh, and you already know this about me. We've, we've talked about this uh, in extent in the past, uh, but oh, yeah. I have never, ever been a fan of AMD processors um and their graphics have been you know a little bit better and you know they've they've been putting uh uh their graphics cards in in mac for a while too and i'm a mac user primarily uh but in any windows computer that i ever had amd in uh the computer maybe lasted two years and then and then i was like well shoot there goes like eight hundred dollars or there goes twelve hundred dollars or whatever like uh i've never been a fan so that's that's my quick hot take on amd but I will say that, uh, you know, as they've seemingly been getting better and be better at delivering uh, processors and graphics uh, cards at, you know, lower costs than Intel, than NVIDIA, um, I actually am really impressed that just like you said, it's good for the consumer because if, if it's getting competitive out there in that, in that industry between processors, graphics cards, whatever the case may be, uh, then that, that only means good things for, for the consumer. Yeah, well, and this might be kind of, you know, a, a little bit of foreshadowing for our episode on Friday, but uh, if AMD comes out with good high-end graphics cards, that's great for consoles, too, because AMD's in, like, all consoles. AMD's in the Switch, of all things, you know? Like, it's in everything, so... <laughs> that I didn't even know. Isn't that I funny? have a Switch, yeah. and I didn't even know that. Yeah, so AMD's, like, in everything, all consoles, pretty much. So, like, if they can really deliver, like... We haven't even, we'll talk about this more, you know, in the next episode, but um, 
the level of performance that like AMD can put into a console, not not only like, you know, talking about like raw power, but like obviously consoles have like an insanely high ceiling when it comes to optimization. So like I would be really excited to see just you know what they can put out. You know, like AMD has not been competitive in the high end graphics market ever. Honestly, like if I'm being real, you know, like yeah. they haven't been. Um, th- but but you know they have shown some promise in like the 1440p range with the 5700 XT. I almost got that card. Um, the only reason I didn't was because I, I'm like a really big hoe for RTX. I know people don't like ray tracing. <laughs> Say what you want about ray tracing. I love ray tracing because I like my games looking pretty. I'm a big, I'm a big 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 RPG guy. Um. But, you know, I also like my FPS games, and I will not lie. I turned off RTX in Modern Warfare. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. I, I turn it on if I'm playing, like, the campaign or something, but that's fair. Um, it drops frames. And, you know, I have a high refresh rate monitor, so it's like I can I can tell the difference between 80 and 100. As much as I hate that I can tell now, I, I can tell. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I'm way out of date on on the graphics card on my gaming computer because I'm rocking a 1070 right now and dude, 1070 is a dope card, man. Yeah, I mean it's still able it's still able to hang, you know. I'm I'm able to play play you know Warzone on my computer and uh yeah. you know Overwatch and stuff like that. Uh, Warzone is the one that I have the hardest time with. Sometimes it'll just like it'll get like really hard to to hold on to and like my I can just like hear my computer like choking on itself. Um, yeah. But that's okay, well, you know. I think. There's got to be something going on behind the scenes with Modern Warfare because I was playing Gunfight the other day and it was like so sketch like I almost accused the other team of like lag switching or like doing something because um once we got into the last few rounds like any time that the enemy players would get close to me I would drop from like 100 frames to 30 I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, why am I dropping so many frames? Like, I feel like I'm on console right now. So, it, I mean, it was just really weird. Um, but I think that just ha- that just has to do with, like, the optimization that they do. Because that game runs insanely well for how good it looks. Like, yeah. it's kind of oh, weird. Yeah, 100%. And especially you know? after the Season 4 update. I, I don't want to talk about too much yeah. games in our, in our Twiddle tech, but... Uh, after that season four update, it was yeah. I was like, holy cow! It feels like it's a completely different game. Uh, oh, so yeah. th- they've been doing a really good job as far as optimization to all the different kind of hardware that people are running out there, especially on PC, uh, since PC builds are so you know random. Yeah, I mean it's kind of impressive that they've been able to do that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, so AMD versus RTX. So okay. So my question for you then, John, uh, JC. Uh, my question for you is. If you had the ability to uh, build your ultimate PC mm. with these with these next gen uh, RTX versus next gen AMD graphics, which would you choose? Damn. Okay. See, that's like that's really hard. I would say because um, first of all, we don't really know what's going to come out. Right. Um. Secondly, like. When you say, like, my ultimate rig, do you mean, like, the rig I think will be the most powerful or the rig that I think will be the most priced to performance? Hmm. Because that's a big question. Because, honestly, like, I can tell you, if I want to make the fastest computer I possibly can right now, that's not, like, you know, server-grade equipment. 
um, or like you know workstation because I'm a gamer. I'm not. I, I don't. I'm not like a video or photo editor. And you know workstation builds are way different than gaming builds. Oh yeah, they're vastly different. Way way different. You prioritize different things for sure. Um, but let's just say like for gaming, I would 100% choose a second gen Ryzen Threadripper with 2080 Ti's and SLI. Like that. That's just right now. That's just the best thing you could do. Um, but you know new cards coming out i don't know um now what i'm saying now what i would say is if i'm try- looking to make like a price to performance build i would go um like ryzen 7 series um I-, I i would have to look more into the processors um i'm i just built my computer so like i haven't really been um you thinking know, about it thinking about yeah like configurations or like you know um specific processors within each tier yeah but I definitely would go Ryzen 7, maybe Ryzen 9, but but I'd probably stay Ryzen 7 because I would pair it with like a 5700 XT. And honestly, like this is why I'm so excited about Intel, Intel, like I would only get a I would only get a Ryzen 7 so that I could later upgrade the the graphics card, but um I mean, you could really run like a Ryzen 5 3600X with a 5700 XT and, and be fine. Like that's how crazy price effective amd's new new chips are and i know you're not an amd fan and when we were at e3 i was getting super <laughs> stoked about amd's announcements and you were like eh, i was like, like yeah i could care less <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was so funny but dude i mean they're really they're like really stepping up their game and then they're just kind of feeding off of intel's like complacency because they've like intel do you know intel's still on 12 nanometer architecture and their processors i did not know that AMD's on 7 now, and they're just, like, still on 12. Like, they're starting to get on the 10, but it's like, guys, come on. like Pick up the pace here. You know, now now that you brought up E3, because, like, we played on a handful of rigs out in e, uh, out at E3 last year, um, seeing that it did not happen this year, RIP E3 for 2020. Um, but that was the right decision to make, you know. Yeah, hashtag stay perfect. at home, hashtag wear a mask. Um, <laughs> but, uh... But we did play on a handful of rigs uh, between, like, testing out Ghost Recon, uh, testing out... Uh, I got to play Rainbow Six Siege, or Rainbow Six Siege Scrim on stage. Um, so I didn't get to do that. I know. You, but, you you know, you were still happy that you, you went and got in line for uh, for Cyberpunk. Yeah, um, I was literally waiting all day <laughs> at Ubisoft stage just oh, to get man. in the Cyberpunk line. It filled... Like, they opened it, and it was full in, like, five minutes. Not even... <laughs> That was a fun trip, though. Yeah, uh, and then we played we played Splitgate for a while on on some uh, some random rigs that were just like way off to the side, like not even near main stage for for <laughs> E3. But I, I should have uh, we should have checked out the specs of the rigs that we were playing on because I bet you like I can almost guarantee that we were playing on AMD somewhere, and I was probably like pretty impressed with the performance and didn't even think you know twice about it. Well, maybe maybe because AMD had just announced their new lineup, and at the time. Uh, that we were there um really the only amd chips that i would recommend to people for gaming would be like the five the ryzen 5 and 7 series for like more budget minded builds um which i actually did build a do a build with my buddy i got it i got him a uh, ryzen 5 2600 with a rx 580 so we were kind of doing like a lower end build for 1080p but it was you know it performs really well we spent like 800 bucks and like we have he has a rig that can you know breeze through any game at 1080p easy wow Uh, but i was i was looking inside them a lot 
every single computer on that table had a 2080 Ti in it, which leads me to believe they were probably also using like Intel like i9s. Because if you're going to put a 2080 Ti in there, it's like you're not going to pair it with like something lame. And the boards, like the motherboards that were in there, were not like Threadripper or anything. And that's the only like high end AMD chip at the time that would, you know, actually justify putting in a in a high end gaming rig, I think. So I would not be surprised if it was i9 2080 Ti builds because I did not see a single computer in there that had not anything but a 2080. Yeah. I would love to have an i9. But anyway, all this all this right. computer talk is is really making me want to talk about Apple Silicon now. I am so ready. I've been ready <laughs> for that forever. Uh so for for those of you who are unfamiliar with it, uh what Apple Silicon means is that Apple uh Apple's like own made like their own made processors that they make themselves, right? They've been doing it in iPhone for as long as I can remember. I think like at least since iPhone 6 maybe uh, maybe before then even uh i should have checked my facts on that they've been making it an apple watch they put it in apple tv they put it in airpods they put it in HomePod. they put it in ipad so they make their own processors uh for all of that but finally 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 at uh, at wwdc 2020 they announced that they're switching uh the the mac to apple silicon uh, and it'll roll out completely by 2022, but they said that the first Mac will ship uh, by the end of this year, 2020. <laughs> so, um, I have some speculations as far as which Mac I think it will be. But first, wh- why don't we talk about why why it's going to be so good that they're switching to Apple uh, Apple Silicon? And JC, I'll let you I'll let you start us off. Okay, yeah, I mean, I think a the biggest highlight is that you know now apple has full control over optimization um they have like a full link hardware to software which has already been their big advantage in the market and it's only going to get better now um their architecture for chips is insane from a from a power consumption perspective they draw so little power for the amount of performance they push out it's it's actually ridiculous yeah (laughs) so i'm I could not be more excited for ARM on Mac. I remember the first time there was even rumors that they were going to do it. I was like freaking out. Um, I'm really, really excited. Um, I'm glad I waited because I have like a mid-2015 MacBook Pro 15-inch, which to be honest is a little overkill for my use case. But what's going to be really cool, I don't the, something I don't think a lot of people realize, um, and the way I put it to people who don't really or, or aren't like super into the tech world, I usually say like, imagine a MacBook Air that performs closer to a high-end MacBook Pro 13-inch right now. Yeah, that's like legitimately what will be happening. I would even say it might even have similar performance like a 15-inch MacBook Pro. Like that's <laughs> how good Apple is at power consumption. It's it's ridiculous. Um, like. You could, you could make arguments for you know, iPhone versus you know Android. Which one is faster for which things? But the vast majority of the time, iPhone chips just bench higher. Oh yeah, it's like almost no doubt about it because they're able to they're able to fine tune everything and like yeah I, you know like Apple Apple like iPhones for example notoriously have you know. A, a small amount of RAM in comparison to like the latest flagships uh, from Samsung and the latest flagships from Google. 
but they still outperform it because it's all fine-tuned, right? They're able to, to control every little thing that they want to control because it's all made by them. Um, now, you said that you, you, you know, you're glad that you've held out and you're rocking a 2015 MacBook Pro. Uh, I, I, on the other hand, just recently bought – this was before the WWDC announcement, though, to be fair – but I just recently bought a, a, the 13-inch MacBook Pro with the i7 uh, processor in it, the 10th Gen i7 processor in it, 16 gigs of RAM and a terabyte of SSD. Um, I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about it because it's a, yeah. still it's a really good build, and I'll be able to sell it off probably really easily uh, yeah. once a, once a MacBook Pro comes out with uh, with Apple Silicon. But what what is super important about Apple Silicon uh, being in Mac uh, on top of what JC was just saying is that now like. I feel like they can go even crazier with their designs because uh, another thing that they can control really well with, because you know, Apple Silicon uh, doesn't pull much power uh, to, or I, you were, you were saying it a lot better than I'm, than I'm trying to say it. It doesn't, it doesn't take as much uh, energy to like push out as much power. Um, so it doesn't create as much heat. Mm-hmm. So thermals yeah. are, are something that they wouldn't have to worry about as much. Like, for example, the trash can Mac Pro. If they wanted to, they could uh, technically bring it back if it has Apple silicone in it. No, no, no. Please. I don't think that. I don't think that that design Please. is coming back. No. <laughs> I kind of want to buy one just to use it as a trash can. Oh my god, dude! I like literally just like as an like I want to buy it as an empty case and put it on my desk and then people like <laughs> plug it in and everything, but then just be like, yeah, no, that's my trash can. Like literally. Yeah. But yeah, but crazy. thinking about this, like we can right. have now now we can get thinner, lighter, and more powerful computers uh, out of just having Apple Silicon in it. So I'm that's I'm trash. I'm very pumped. That's like that's kind of what I was like hinting at a little bit. Like I like okay as soon as Apple announced ARM, well not even when they announced it, but even beforehand, like you know because there were a ton of rumors that they were gonna they were gonna switch to Apple Silicon. Um, for a while like floating around for for like almost like a year and a half before they before they actually announced it um but i remember when they redesigned the the um like their high-end macbook and they came out with the 16 inch and they made it slightly thicker um i knew for a fact they were pissed at intel because they knew we have new chips coming out soon that are ours that are way better than this, and you made us redesign an entire computer because your thermal <laughs> bad. You know, it's like, it, it's just funny to me. And maybe that wasn't it. You know, maybe I'm being a little, a little, uh, maybe I'm not being hard enough on Apple because, you know, they could have just made it bigger and made the thermals better, you know, from the beginning. But, um, I just think it's funny that like like how hard it must have been for them to bite their tongue and not say like we could make it better but we have to wait you know like so now i can only imagine like you know in typical apple fashion they're going to kind of rub intel's nose in it and be like look how thin and light this is and how hot it doesn't get right and and by no means is the 16 inch macbook pro like super thick for like for 2020 standards now there are definitely thinner laptops out there um, but it, it's, a, it is still a really good, uh, really good, uh, width or thickness. Um, but yeah. you're right. I, like, obviously it did get thicker and that was a concern for a lot of people because it also got a little bit heavier. Um, yeah. And not to say that like, that was a bad design choice. I think it was a great design choice. Like the, the 16 inch MacBook pro is like a premier, like it is the premier, you know, um, uh, creative professional 
portable device you know like yeah. it it's insanely powerful and it's a great design i love that they changed the keyboard the keyboard is so nice oh the magic um, keyboard yeah. welcome change oh yeah gone are the days of the butterfly key mechanism thank everything for that hated it hated it ah <laughs> uh, well we don't need to we don't need to dive too much into that but good on you for changing that back to magic keyboard um so yeah but now, now imagine like you know the next time we see 16 inch macbook pro they could probably reduce the the uh the width of it or the thickness of it probably by like nearly 50 percent at least by 40 yeah. percent uh just because uh, they yeah. got their own apple silicone in there or silicon in there and that's yeah that's very nice like okay just think of it this way like another way to kind of think of it for you know, people who aren't as into tech as us um like think about this the ipad pro has similar performance to like some of the you could okay maybe not so much as similar performance to like maybe a macbook air macbook pro kind of like kind of teetering into macbook pro not not as much but the graphical performance of an ipad is is really powerful there yeah. is no cooling at all in it it's there's no fans no active cooling it's completely passively cooled and it doesn't get that hot like that's that to me illustrates like how insane arm is gonna be like i would not be surprised if the next like the the first version of of arm laptops are as thin as ipads like i wouldn't be surprised yeah because like and, and thinking about the back like the wwdc video that they that they produced this year uh the computer that they had uh that were that they were showing off with apple silicon was actually using the a12z bionic which is the processor that's in ipad pro right now yeah so uh the the sheer amount of power like seeing it run final cut uh which is a, a video editing software that i like to use uh seeing it run uh adobe lightroom and all these other things like just flawlessly it was it was really impressive so and that was just the, the and that, that was just them taking an ipad processor and throwing it into a computer uh i can't wait to see the ones that they're actually like working on for the for the actual mac yeah um, Ooh, so well speaking of mac should we talk a little bit about what we think the the mac's coming out at the end of the year yes uh i you already know my I, we've already talked i think about this as far as like what i think it is but i'll, I'll let you go ahead and take this away go ahead okay. go go say, what do you think it'll be i mean i think it's pretty obvious not gonna lie it's gonna be an imac like they the imacs have not been refreshed since 2015 yeah I, like, I well they they've had like the like the soft updates you know like we're like oh we just yeah. upgraded the processor oh we just upgraded the graphics card exactly oh, you know no design change like even like you could argue oh the iMac Pro came out but like the design is the same it just yeah. has better stuff in it you know like so it's not like a new iMac my argument is that even though like the, even though iMac technically had a redesign halfway through the last decade if you look at just at the front of the iMac it looks the exact same as like a 2010 oh, iMac yeah. did uh, yeah, today, it's and it's insane. 2020. So yeah. I 100% agree with you. I think that it will be the iMac that is the first Mac to ship with Apple Silicon in it. Uh, it's the only one that hasn't been refreshed uh, in this in this whole uh, this whole last year and a half, two years, um, and it really has it. It's well overdue for a redesign. I'm sorry, but that design is just so dated. The bezels are way too thick. The, the computer is even too thick but now they can make it thinner because they're putting their own yeah, silicon in it I, like yeah I, I wouldn't be surprised if like the 21 inch imac just has completely passive cooling 
I wouldn't be surprised if the 21 and a half inch iMac turns into a 24 25 inch iMac because they go like be- nearly bezel-less. Ooh, yeah. And I would and then the 27 inch turns into like a 30 or 32 wow. inch iMac. God, that would with be the great. same footprint. So it's not going to get yeah. bigger, it's just going to have a larger screen, which oh, I would awesome. be so down with. But I have I have more like and we're obviously we're like completely speculating here, but I have more more uh, like details as far as why uh or more I guess evidence as far as why I think it will be iMac that ships with, uh, with the R uh, with the Apple Silicon first, and this is why. So if you go back and watch Dub Dub DC 2020, I've already watched it twice because because <laughs> I'm me. <laughs> um, when they started talking about Apple Silicon, and even like overall, like when they were showing like showing off Mac OS and all that, they never once showed off the iMac. They were you, you yeah. they were utilizing MacBooks or they mm. were utilizing and like when they were using utilizing MacBooks they were using Pro Display XDR uh, or they were using the Mac Pro with Pro Display XDR but never once did they use iMac and I don't think it's just because they wanted to show off the Pro Display XDR and the Mac Pro or in the MacBook Pro I 100% think it's because they've been working on an iMac that's gonna have this crazy new redesign. And I think that it's going to be shipping with the Apple Silicon. So that's that's my thought process. And I th- and oh, I also yeah. think that they're probably going to get rid of the Fusion Drive uh, and just go oh, full on SSD. Of course. Dude, Fusion Drives, I'm sorry, but it makes me cringe every time I see an iMac with a Fusion yeah. Drive. It's like, ugh, it was like, I don't know. Even, did you know it's not even 7200 RPM? Wait, really? I don't think so. I might be completely wrong. But I'm pretty sure here. I'm gonna go on Apple.com right now. Yeah, look but, that up. Um, but yeah, like what you were what you're saying is uh is so true. It was purposely absent, like pretty obviously purposely absent from from the from you know that the demo. Like I don't know if you've like or well no you've watched on dude. What am I talking about? Um. It, yeah, it definitely seemed like it was missing on purpose. Yeah, they're 5400 RPM hard drives. Yeah. Like, dude. 5400 rpm <laughs> i put a 5400 rpm in a computer i built in 2008 yikes come on like that's yeah i don't know the the idea of the fusion drive just to like deliver some solid state at a, at a lower cost i that i'm behind like trying to deliver yeah. technology to people at lower cost but at the same time like you but know like, go to the future like uh, move on you're able to get rid of the headphone jack you're able to get rid of the traditional usb ports and like all the all the all the standard ports on a computer uh then you can go ahead and, and do that too the imacs are they're just in a sorry state right now i'm sorry like yeah okay like here here let's i'm gonna like pretend like i'm upgrading it so let's do like the regular one and you know there's something to be said for like the ease of um like the ease of it like you know not having to build it but building computers a lot easier than a lot of people think yeah also can we talk for a second about how the ram speed is like 2133 megahertz ddr and to upgrade it from 8 to 16 costs 180 dollars yeah and they're still not even rocking ddr4 ram in in any of the imax ddr4 oh it is oh it's ddr4 now yeah but 180 dollars for eight extra gigs like are you insane yeah no i you could buy a full 16 set of 3200 ddr4 ecc memory for that much like yeah. it's just and dude okay and then like you go the one terabyte serial ata drive and i'm looking at just like the baseline 21 and a half inch imac 
just the baseline 21 and a half inch iMac. Um, start comes with a one terabyte, 5,400 RPM hard drive. And to upgrade it to the one terabyte fusion drive is $90. Oof. I, like, it's just, it's just kind of like, it upsets me because I yeah. love the iMacs. I think they're so cool, but it's just like, every time I look at the spec sheet, I'm like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh. Like, oh, that was good five years ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, hopefully we'll see it finally fine. change. Uh, yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm hoping, hoping, hoping that it'll be like, you know, fall fall or early winter this year. Um, oh, yeah. Well, you know what is interesting, too? I, I definitely think like Christmas time, the new IMAX will come around. Um, but uh, one thing we haven't touched on about ARM yet is it'll probably lower the cost too that's a very valid point yeah because now they don't have to worry about buying uh buying you know processors from intel and then putting them in into their mac yeah uh so in turn expand their budget for the other components which i feel like has a lot to do with with why they are set with what they are yeah um is that it's just like it's better to have a to spend a little bit more to make the processor better because you know, I'm giving them a lot of crap for like the RAM speed, but for the average user and especially the average Mac user, they're not really going to notice a difference between like 2133 and 3200 megahertz, you know, like for like the average use case. Right. So like I'm giving them a, I'm giving a little bit of a hard time, but that's because you expect more from them. I do. I expect a high fucking standard. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Honestly. Um, yeah, I don't, yeah, I think that it'll, we'll either see the exact same price point or or a slightly uh, slightly lowered price point due to it. But I uh, to to your point, JC, I definitely think that we'll see like you know RAM upgrades and storage upgrades uh, at a smaller cost than that what they currently are, just because they're uh, they're saving a lot of money with uh, with not having to have a deal with Intel anymore. Yes, I'm so happy they split from Intel because, like I was saying, like the best word I can use to describe Intel's state over the past year has been complacent like they've just sat there and been like oh well amd can't catch up to us so let's just keep milking 12 nanometer for as long as we can and it's honestly awesome to see them get their come up (laughs) it's so funny because now they're like scrambling to make new chips like did you see their response to intel like their their um like 10 hundred or like their 10,000 series no i did not see it it was like like they came out with like an i9 10 something i don't know it was like really long and complicated but like it had like an eight percent increase over the other i9 it's like why did you even make this like what are you, <laughs> what are you doing like, what a fool yeah it's just weird yeah wow yeah so uh apple silicon overall is gonna be a really big thing uh, super excited to see and i cannot wait to say uh, I told you so when the first uh, Mac that ships with Apple Silicon, not not to you, JC, but to the to the world, um, yeah, that the first Mac man. that ships with Apple Silicon is the iMac. So it'll be so cool. I'm really excited. I mean, yeah. dude, the iMac has been needing a refresh for so long, which but now it like makes sense because like I thought that it was gonna get a refresh last year. Um, yeah, well, there was but, a lot of rumors about it last year too. I remember, yeah. but then they came out with the Mac Pro, which honestly, like I. I was so happy about. Yeah, I, I want one real bad. Like, I don't even need one, but I love the way it's designed. It is so cool. 
the, my favorite thing about it, the most satisfying thing ever, is the PCI Express latch. Have you seen that? Um, I have not seen it in depth, no. Dude, it is insanely nice. It So, like, you know how on most motherboards it has the clip that you unhitch per yeah. slot, and then you, like, take it out? So, on the iMac, there's, like, a switch at the top, like, near... Like you on mean the, the Mac Pro? Like, yeah, sorry. Mac Pro. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> So there's a switch like on the motherboard to the right of the processor kind of next to like the top pci express slots there's like a switch and you just like push it to the side it makes the most satisfying click and it unlocks all the pci express slots it's a really really cool design it's really easy and it's just super satisfying but i just think it's a really sweet design i love the little twist handle thing at the top that like unsheathes it i think that looks awesome um, yeah I want to just play with it. Not gonna lie. Yeah, I want. Um, I, I still have yet to see one in person, and I would l love nothing more than than to finally see one in person. I went so like, for anybody who doesn't know, I mean, I don't think anybody knows. We live in the Chicagoland area, and the only Apple store here that has one in store is the one downtown on Michigan Avenue. And I went there and saw it, and they wouldn't let me open it. And I was really bummed. Sad. But I got to see it. I but it, that makes it. sense, though. They really don't want. Yeah, you to they don't know who I am. I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man. Well, oh, unfortunately we are running out of time for today's episode, but we are super, super excited to, to share with you guys our love for technology uh, with Twaddle Tech. So you guys can catch new episodes of Twaddle Tech every Monday. Um, and then for those of you who are uh, also uh, game enthusiasts, you love gaming, uh, then you can catch uh, our first episode of Twaddle Play uh, this Friday and you'll catch new episodes every Friday of Twaddle Play. So... Uh, until then, guys, was that? I was just saying thanks for sticking around. Yeah, stick around to the end. If you stuck around till the end, then what I want you guys to do is, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave a leave a review. Hopefully, it's a five star one. Uh, maybe we'll shout you guys out in the, in the next episode of Twaddle Tech. Um, uh, and then we'll we'll try to continue to doing the same thing with Twaddle Play. So, yeah, again, thank you guys for listening, uh, and we will catch you guys in the next episode uh, next Monday. Bye. See you guys.